Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Greetings and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Redoctopus Cephala Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that made growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkening and Inebriart Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you tonight by Deadly Grounds Coffee, coffee to die for. I'm your host, my name's Parasite Steve, and with me tonight is my my brother from my actual mother, 8-Bit Alchemy, Mr. Hey, that's me. Hey, how's, how's it going, going man? Going so, right. um, we have a little bit of a, a a different type of episode for you tonight, and you know, normally we would have dropped another mainline episode this week, and um, we we didn't get to because we've been going through some serious, like unexpected personal stuff. Some medical yeah, stuff happened, time. and uh, so what? Uh, basically, the uh, you know, the, the kid-friendly version is, uh, you know, uh, our mother has uh, undergone a, a very serious medical uh, event, been through something, and she is, uh, you know, uh, recovering in the hospital, but the prognosis is not good. So we are, you know, we've been spending the past week trying to be as positive as possible and trying to juggle a billion things, and it's just yep. crazy. It has. And... It, it really just crazy. So we we thought that maybe it would be a little therapeutic for us to come on here and do a little crow's nest and um, also keep it on format because, you know, we love to talk about all, all sorts of retro stuff on Retro Reductibus. And, as we do. Uh, as we do. And like one of the main things we love talking about is video games. And, you know, our mom was uh, a very... Uh, crazy lady, and she um she loved she loved certain video games a lot, like and so thought, much, like randomly, just yeah. out of nowhere. You're like, oh, she's yeah. not really a gamer, right? It's like, yeah, but like, there's like these like six or seven games over the course of time that have just been like hardcore you know, mom games, mom games out right. of nowhere, you know. <laughs> and they're not like, you know, they're not necessarily. You know obvious picks you know it's like oh yeah everyone's <laughs> dad played mario kart or you know everyone's mom you know tried mario bros with them you right know, it's like they're like super random games that mom just was oh like, my god so random this one is mine forever yeah like, this okay, list yeah, you, you can have it this list will never be replicated by another human this is just so it's so funny how eclectic and we're gonna go through um lots of systems too because sometimes she would only have like one or two per system that we had growing up you know that's like starting with the nes and going through even like the you know, like the n64 and um even all the way up to modern consoles like you know and so we thought it would just be a fun idea and you know kind of work through some stuff and get to talk about mom and do a little tribute to her yep. um 
So we're going to do that. And uh, right now, I'm going to start things off with uh, by far the number one game that I think um, most people in the audience have played. I feel like everybody has played this one. Mm. Um, so this is the least deep cut, probably, of the bunch. The first and right, last, sure. I think, of our list are, are not deep cuts at all. Right. Um, right. But the... this is the game I think of when I think of mom. Oh, like yeah. this, I can't think of this game without thinking about my mom. Like it's impossible. So that 100%. game is, yeah, that game is Tetris. Um, and we didn't have a Game Boy when, uh, when like the Tetris fever kind of took over the world. Nope. Um, but we did have it for Nintendo, the eight bit Nintendo. And there are two versions of Tetris for the NES. And one of them was the one developed by Nintendo, and there was another one developed by Tangen, uh, which is, I think, an unlicensed game. Yeah, it had, like, um, the weird black cartridge and all that stuff, you know? Yeah. But that is not the one we had. We had the Nintendo proper, I think, the one most people played. The competitive and, uh, one. The one that, like, you know, now now that competitive Tetris has become, like, a legitimate oh, sport, right. it's this, this is game. the one. NES Tetris, you know, not the nintendo yeah 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 it says on the box i love this cover this cover just brings it all back um every time i see it it says the relentless building block puzzle no the relentless building block video puzzle tetris and at the bottom uh, it says from russia with fun like oh man really turning around the narrative on russia you know tetris is doing the work yeah um so this came out 1989 And um, it is, you know, like you said, it's kind of become the definitive edition of the game for certainly for competition. But I mean, for me, it's like this game is like just not one of those games that really needs to be improved upon. It's like better graphics, better music. It's sort of it doesn't change the game. It's just the presentation. And um, so for me, it was always like about, you know, later in life, it became about like how fun are the extra modes that that they work in like you know you're still playing tetris but you know right. what, what am i working do? towards as a casual player <laughs> right. you know, of tetris we're not going right you know for i'm not going to beat the high score of the world or whatever yeah kill um, screens and all that stuff you know this is just yeah. a puzzle game on your nes so it's like okay well why am i going to keep you... playing this right. instead of mario bros 3 exactly you know? or like you know you know even dr mario like other you know other puzzle games that came out because this one hit so hard um like they sort of never were more fun than tetris for me and i think a lot of that was these little goals you could set so this particular version of the game has has um some really fun options it had uh two types of game a type and b type a type i essentially never played this was like you know the endless this is what competition uses this is you know how that kid got the kill screen eventually it just keeps going faster and faster and faster and you reach the fastest fall uh speed on level 19 and i was never a really great tetris player like i'm fine at the early levels and stuff but i could never i could never get that far forget it but mom Oh my God. Mom was very good at Tetris and she would just sit there and play, you know, for hours, like day after day, she loved it. And we would just like watch her because she was so much better than we were. And at a type, she could get to level 19 a lot. Um, I know she never beat level 19. Right. But but she could reliably get there, reliably get there. Right. Like maybe not every (laughs) single time, 
but I mean, she, she would do it. She would sit there until she got to level 19 and that felt like, okay, I got to level 19. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, that's basically a type B type was where I lived and, um, sure. you basic, it's so fun. You, this is uh, the only mode that's in this, like this mode is only in this game as far as right. I know. I and it's my favorite other flavors of Tetris that have existed throughout the decades, like have never had this thing you're <laughs> about to describe, which is like, <laughs> and it's so fun. Yeah. You clear 25 lines and you beat it. That's, that's it. So what you do is you choose, um, you can choose the speed and then you can choose the height for like how many blocks are you starting with? So if you start with a zero height, then, um, then there will be no blocks already on the screen and it starts with whatever you put down. But if you start with a high height, um, then like, okay, half the screen is filled already or three quarters of the screen is filled already. And, you know, the speed is, you know, one through 10 and, uh, or it's zero. It's actually, no, I'm sorry. It's zero through eight and you can choose height zero through five. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun. The, the the different uh, speed would grant you a different like quick ending and all the endings were basically the same but you'd have this uh the screen with uh, some mario looking bricks and a blue sky and there was uh, a graphic everybody knows saint basil's cathedral um which is like right, the like, Tetris like iconic, building. Right, it's the Tetris building. The quote-unquote Tetris building. With if the you go in domes. this building in real life, it's full of tetrominoes. <laughs> it, there's no religion inside. It's just <laughs> right. four, four square blocks. Right. And um, depending on what uh, speed you chose... Um, you would get a, a little a little animal would would like fly past the screen. And every the difference in your height would determine how many of those you got. Mm -hmm. So so you uh you know you could you could you know start out with zero height and have the best chance but only one thing is going to zip past the right. screen. Right. You're going to get a lame, you know, fanfare. It, yeah, it's end. just one. But yeah. if you do level 8 then eight of them will zip past the screen. And uh it's pretty Boy, cool. Honey, that was exciting. I it's so exciting. <laughs> I loved that because like I was I was too young and I could not play this game for anything at all. And I used to have like requests for mom. Like if she was if she was sitting down playing it, I'm like, can I see, you know, can I see the flies? You know, I right. like I for whatever reason I loved the flies the most, but I think it was just because the color scheme of the blocks, like like whatever difficulty it was that right. got you the flies had my favorite color scheme. And so then it like convinced me that I liked the flies the best, but it's like they're <laughs> far and away the lamest one. But I was just so like in it, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I want the flies, Mom, So, get the flies? so there's nine. Uh, so, so I'm actually wrong. There's actually nine levels. The ninth is just different from all the others. So uh, that nine functions as number ten technically because zero counted. So the way that they do it is uh, this is this is the breakdown of of your your prize. Uh, if you do it at level zero, which is the one I think you're talking about, uh, it says their dragonflies will zip by. And again, okay. height zero will get you one dragonfly. Height five will get you, you know, whatever it is. Maybe it's just five or whatever. Uh, level one is doves. They're just white, these white birds. Level two, penguins will waddle past the screen. And this is absolutely one of my favorites. They were one of the only non-flying ones. I think maybe the only right, non-flying right. one. I, I can't even and they just waddle past down there. These uh, these big like emperor penguins are great. 
Um, level three was UFOs, kind of like less cool, but still fun. Great. Like, um, level four got you pterodactyls, which I know is one of my favorites because I'm a dinosaur whore. I'm just a whore. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm a Dinah whore there. Okay. Dinah whore. It was right there. I had to do it. Yep. Um, level five was blimps. And I believe the blimp graphic actually said good on it. It did. It did. Like it was the good yeah, it was year. Totally but they... a good year blimp. It's like, why? It was, it was just a good blimp. <laughs> right. It wasn't like a good, good year. like good year had just a monopoly on blimps. Like no one else has blimps. <laughs> you just, right? I know you just always thought that <laughs> the good year blimp. Yeah. Um, it's like almost like you know, it's it's a uh, uh, Velcro versus Hook and Loop. Right. Like, no, it's not called a good ping year pong blimp. versus table tennis. It's just a company that man has a blimp. And like, yeah, not the same. Um, good uh, level six, you got ostriches. So that's actually the other running. I remember animal. the ostriches a lot. Yeah, they were great. They were great. They were big. Um, level seven, absolutely my favorite. Other than level nine, which was the dragons. There were these big pink dragons. I thought they were super cool. And the level eight was uh, basically looked like a space shuttle would zip by. They were they were also cool, like really cool. And and plus, it's like, you know, when you understand the space race between America and Russia, it's, it's just yeah. kind of appropriate that that was I like know it is. almost the penultimate or no, that is the penultimate because the ultimate right. is number uh, level number nine. And so this was the coolest thing in the entire world. Like this is like straight up, you, you would get cameos from different uh nintendo characters and instead of having them zip past the screen it was a different screen um with more bricks all around and uh they there ha they had like little places that they would stand and either dance or play a musical instrument and depending on which height that you did you would you know each height number would get you a different character would get you more characters so if you do it at height zero, you see Kid Icarus playing a little violin at the top left. <laughs> yeah. And it and it's sort of like it could maybe be like the graphics are very off brand looking and like right, it could it not. It's you're, if you only regular. saw that, you're like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. There's a little angel guy, maybe like, I don't know. You're not you're not like 100 percent sure. And then uh, if you get uh, height number one, Link appears at the bottom right and he's playing a flute. Um, so he's a little elf. I mean, it doesn't look that much like Link, but you're like, okay, he's a green elf guy. You right. know, he's definitely got pointy ears. He's wearing green, yep. he's wearing a, like a pointy hat. You're like, oh, that kind of starting to like, I'm starting to feel like this is real. And then the next one, you can't deny At height. Number two, Samus from Metroid appears playing the cello and she's standing yep. right next to Link and it is <laughs> Samus all day long. Right, you're like this is the graphic from NES Metroid. Like, <laughs> you cannot deny it any further. Like it is not boot bootleg anymore. No, it is. It is what it is. And uh, the next one who shows up is Donkey Kong. He appears playing a bass drum. Um, and again, it kind of just looks like a big gorilla. But at this point, you're like, okay, I'm in right. it. Obviously, you know that's Donkey Kong. Doing. Yeah. Yep. Next one, height number four. Bowser appears playing a little handheld accordion. Um, and he's great. He's just a yeah, he's cute so Bowser. Big. It's yeah. such a weird like choice, but there he is. And um, and then there is um, if you do height number five, the final three appear, which is Mario and Luigi and Princess Peach. So Mario and Luigi are on one level, and they're both like 
dancing. supposedly dancing, but really Mario's just ju- he's just jumps over and over and he looks he looks mad. It's weird. He really looks like he's pissed. Like I don't know what he's doing. But Luigi is very much doing a Russian dance, a little yeah, he's propaganda there, I think. Out. Um, no, he's just getting in the spirit. And then above we have um Princess Peach, who really just looks like any any princess, basically. Yeah, she's, she's just a girl with a like crown. At, at that point, you know, it's like Mario 3 probably wasn't out, right? Right. When this game came out. So no, for just sure. Like a yeah. Full interpretation of like, I don't know, Princess Toadstool. Yeah. Yeah, right. And she um she just is clapping her hands. So everybody just has really like a a two frame animation. But it's still amazing. It's and awesome. and the final thing that happens is the um the onion domes will actually rocket off and like launch off St. Basil St. Basil's Cathedral. And they <laughs> just one at a time, they just there's the first one. There's the next one. Ship. So yep. it's just crazy and fun and like you were saying tim like this was something that i could not do at all i could never do this now i could i could sometimes get some of like the lower guys like i remember i could get like you know kid icarus and link maybe but i don't think i i I know i could never get them all i never could. even as an adult i went back and tried to do it and i'm like man i still am not good enough to do this and uh mummies to be able to do it no problem it would sometimes take her like five or so tries but she could totally do it every time and so a lot of times uh i would just like you i would ask her to do that i'm like can you do the level five and get all the nintendo guys request right because you're like i want to see it right (laughs) so it's so what you would say is you 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 take the level and then you take the height so i would go 10 so uh level nine five level nine five would get you all of the Nintendo characters. So I'd be like, Oh, can we do, can you do nine five for me? And she would do it. And then she would be done and she would like leave the room. And I would just like, leave it on for right. It would just be on for hours, you know, like the screen saver, (laughs) just hearing this, like, you know, 30 second song loop a million times. And like, I just couldn't get enough. I'm like, it's on all is right with the world. There it is. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. Like it was, it was awesome. You know, just getting a chance to to see these endings and stuff, and see mom like just conquering uh, this game that like I had <laughs> no chance in hell at at doing well. Yeah, uh, and uh, and I don't remember mom doing it that often, but like if you did type a mode, there was a few ways to get endings with that too, and like there would be like little like it was like a space launch platform <clears throat> and different shapes yep. of the rocket ship. So. So the way that it worked was uh, to get an ending in a type, it says you have to um, you have to cross at least 30,000 points and um, each of the rockets in the first four endings represent one of the Russia's Russia, one of Russia's spacecrafts, which were successfully sent into space. Um, so if you get between 30,000 and 49,999, the Vostok rocket lifts off the launch pad. If you get between 50 and 69,9, the the Vosk Hod rocket lifts off the launch pad. Between 70 and 99.9, the Soyuz lifts off the launch pad. Like I don't know what any of these are. <laughs> uh, if you get between 100 and 119.9, the Buran spacecraft lifts off. And That's between 120 and 999.999, a UFO appears in the launch pad, but Instead, it doesn't actually go anywhere. The entirety of St. Basil's Cathedral, hell yeah, 
will launch off. So not yeah. just the onion domes, but the entire the castle will thing. launch. Yep. And uh, I don't know if she ever got. Th- I don't remember. I, yeah, I don't. Know. I don't remember. I don't know. Type B game B was definitely the one, but yeah, game A. Uh, yeah, had some fun little endings too. <clears throat> Pretty neat. Yeah. Um, and it says, contrary to popular belief, it's not the United States space shuttle, which it does look like it, it that lifts yeah. off in the fourth ending. Uh, and that's actually the same sprite, the same graphic from the level eight for B type mode. Um, it's actually it is the Buran shuttle, which was Russia's equivalent of the U.S. space shuttle. Um, so it looks kind of similar. Um, mm. but anyway, yeah. So, um, I mean, that's that's that. Um, I don't really need to go into more about Tetris. Tetris is Tetris. Everybody knows it. But that NES game was absolutely the first time that I remember mom getting into a game and not just being good at it, but better at it than any of us. Right. Because we were kids in our prime. You know, like you were younger, but like me and Joe and and Greg and stuff like we would always like play so much so much we were such gamers you know when we were kids and we were good we were pretty good at at video games and um i don't know there were certain ones that mom just excelled at and that was the first one ever yeah big definitely the first one i remember um and like you know tetris kind of was a thing for for mom forever and she tried playing some of the other tetris ones the other one um i'll kind of switched to a little bit uh was for the n64 and that was called tetrasphere it was like a really bizarre you know totally out there (laughs) concept of like you know how can we how can we take the tetris concept but just map it to a a three-dimensional sphere and essentially what you're trying to do is you're trying to clear sections of blocks to like open up the center of the sphere and then, you know, at the middle of the sphere, there would be like a, a face or like a robot or some kind of, you know, uh, some kind of thing that you were like setting free, basically. Uh, and I don't know. This was just one that we rented periodically. Um, but it was made by H2O Entertainment, published by Nintendo. And it came out in 97 for the N64 in America. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just like uh, it was it was another chapter of of just trying Tetris stuff like she never really, you know, forgot about it and was like, oh, yeah, you know, let's try this new Tetris thing. And every so often she would just be like, I don't know, I want to read Tetris here, like whatever. <laughs> and it was it was definitely a handful of times, you know. Uh, yeah. But that was kind of like a, a, a neat, like random one tangent to Tetris. And I remember. I don't know. I feel like we uh, there was like another Tetris game that we tried to, you know, get so like her Tetris later, Worlds. But... Yeah, there was Tetris Worlds right on the PlayStation 2 and the GameCube. I don't remember if she got to play that one. But yeah, it was just like it was a mom thing for sure. Tetris uh, all the way home. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, there was like there were so many other uh, games like the the system that like I I always think of mom for some reason is the turbo graphics like i always think of mom and i think of nintendo uh when it comes to the turbo graphics and like <clears throat> two games in particular came to mind but uh i'm gonna start off with uh jackie chan's action kung fu hell yeah so like our mom was uh <laughs> just a super huge fan of jackie chan like jackie chan was always yeah. you know one of her favorite actors action stars you know comedians just anything jackie chan did she was there for we had bought her like this tin of jackie chan movies it came with like 
you know, 10 or so Jackie Chan movies. And it was insane because, like, we didn't know almost any of them. And, you know, you and me both, Steve, grew up watching, you know, Operation Condor and, uh, like, Rumble in the Bronx. Well, so Rumble in the Bronx was his first, like, American-released movie. So I think that's what started it for us. And then we went back. Rumble in the Bronx is a pretty hard-ass movie. Like, that movie is really gruesome. (laughs) It's, like, an awesome movie. Um. But like, yeah, there's just so many, so many Jackie Chan movies. And like when, when I was kind of getting uh, to be a teenager, it was all about like Shanghai Noon um, was like, you know, more right. of his comedy action. And and you, by then you've already gotten your rush hours in there and stuff like there was just so many chapters to Jackie Chan where it was like he was a serious action star. And then he started working in this comedy and stuff. But some somewhere in in the middle of all that uh they you know decided to make a jackie chan video game and it was called jackie chan's action kung fu it's actually pretty good it's it's pretty darn good it had a version on the nes uh but the version that we played was on the turbo graphics uh and the turbo graphics version definitely was the the better version um, to have and bizarrely i don't know why you know, only seeing it more recently, but the NES version, the guy on the cover doesn't even look like Jackie Chan, really. Like, no, it's a, it's a bad painting. It's I, like I don't it's know. it's a well done painting of someone who's not Jackie Chan. Like, <laughs> right. So the likeness isn't super good. The painting's <laughs> right. okay, but right. And it's yeah. just like, why? You know, what what the hell? Right. Like it's got <laughs> his name on it. It's not like you're you're, you're hiding it. Uh, but right. then the uh, the Turbo Graphics cover was like, it's Jackie Chan. Like you, you, you know with certainty that the person that they depicted on here is like that's Jackie Chan, hundred percent. And it's funny um, because I remember when we first got this and we first had it because we were just so starved for good TurboGrafx sixteen games. There just there just aren't that many. Like it's a fun yeah, system, but there's right. really not like the wealth of amazing games that like the other sixteen bit systems had, or even the eight bit NES or whatever. But like. I remember when we got this game, it was a blind buy. It just looked good. It like the graphics looked cute and we're like, whatever. Yeah. And uh we did not know who Jackie Chan was at that time. That's when amazing. we bought this game, I am telling you, we did not know who he was. Had no idea. He was just just uh This know, was way before guy. Rumble in the Bronx, and that was our entrance to the man. So yeah, pretty weird. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh just goes to show you sometimes you know slapping a person's name on yeah. something doesn't actually change at all your, your in, in you know inclination of mind. Yeah, i just didn't know it's like well, we couldn't just like easily get these movies it's not like that we had the internet so it's like well right i don't know who this guy is how do you even find out who he is i don't know i just don't know but i you know it's funny i didn't remember this as being a mum game i remember we had it and you know liking it but so this was definitely one that that she played a lot yeah, she she really liked this game, and it was it was one that like when there were different parts of you know time where we would have the turbo graphics hooked up or not, because you know it's like as the years go on, you have so many systems, you only keep certain mm-hmm. ones still hooked up. Uh, but when the turbo graphics was available, you know was was hooked up, you know mom would would often be playing uh, you know one of a couple games, but it was it was often action kung fu because it's just like you know by by that point it's like she likes jackie chan Mm -hmm. and it it is a fun cute game and uh yeah she she liked it a lot um and and it was kind of just like uh i don't know it's like 
not necessarily one that she was able to beat all the time, but it was one that she just had enough fun with that she'd keep going back. Yeah, to it. I don't remember her beating this. I don't. I know yeah. I never did. It's a. It, I mean, yeah, it gets to be like a pretty tough game, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, ultimately, it's a it's a side-scrolling platformer. You play as Jackie Chan. The graphics on the Turbo version are excellent. Um, the NES version looks great too for the NES, you know, standards. But mm. uh, seeing it on the Turbo definitely brings it up yeah, to the 16-bit level. And the and, animation um, was good. Like I remember him yeah. the running the run cycle was really good. He looked great. really good. Yeah, yeah, really good. And you got like some different moves and some different like special abilities and stuff that you would get. And uh, there was like always these like bonus areas that you'd go to. Like you'd ride a cloud up into the the above the level and you'd run and do this you know challenge collect all the items whatever Mm -hmm. um and i don't know there was like something something about this game that was just like really fun and i definitely remember playing it but it was a game that i saw mom play like a lot and um and yeah the developer of the game is i believe it's um hudson soft i could be wrong yeah, so the, the she actually liked version. a bunch of Hudson Soft games, and that's so yeah. That's Hudson so weird. definitely had her number, um, but yeah, Jackie Chan for the Turbo was was developed by Hudson Soft. Neat, and I think the NES I... version was a port done after. Oh, I, okay. I think yeah, I don't remember like really playing the NES one, but yeah, I, I can think did. of two other Turbo Graphics sixteens that I would put on this list. So let's see what else. What else you got? Let me see if uh, if I'm right. So, I mean, for me, definitely the other one is Parasol Stars. Um, right. Parasol Stars is the third Bubble Bobble game. Yeah. So, like, if you'd played Bubble Bobble in the arcade and then got it on the NES, they did Bubble Bobble 1 and 2 on the NES. And then uh, Parasol Stars came around, and it had versions that were on... A few different systems. They had an NES version, an Amiga, an Atari, and a Game Boy version. Uh, but the one that was on the Turbo Graphics was like, I I feel like it was the version. It was the one for this game, and uh, and this was one that Mom played a lot. That's right. <laughs> I forgot all about this game. Definitely yeah, more than the Jackie two boys, Jan, like, and they have yep. uh, umbrellas. Yep. <clears throat> so, Bobby and so- Bobby. You was know, this the second one or the third one? Because I know there's like Rainbow Islands too. So yeah, so it's weird. So Parasol Stars official subtitle is the story of Bubble Bobble Three, but All right, then. technically it is a re. It, it's also billed as a sequel to Rainbow Islands. Rainbow Islands being subtitled the story of Bubble Bobble Two. <laughs> But the extra confusing thing Rambo, is already blood part two. a Bubble Bobble Part 2 on the NES. So it just feels like a fucking mess. I mean, I don't know. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't really matter at all. But I think in the in the context of like what Taito was originally trying to do, right. uh, it was Bubble Bobble, then Rainbow Islands, and then Parasol Stars. Uh, but weirdly, Parasol Stars didn't have an arcade version. Rainbow Island. Oh, the other one. Oh, so Rain- oh interesting. Yeah, okay. Rainbow Island was on arcades, and that was like you're playing as Bubby and Bobby the kids again, except you now can like create these little arc rainbow arcs that kind right. of help you out. A rainbow arch, yeah. And you can walk on them, or you can use them to defeat enemies or whatever, and create platforms. And you were like climbing vertically. 
but yeah, Parasol Stars was more just like, hey, let's kind of bring it back to what you liked about Bubble Bobble. And you can either, you know, hit guys with the the parasol or you can hold it and charge it up and you'd create like a, a little water bubble and the longer you held it the bigger the bubble was and you could fling the bubble at enemies to trap them just like bubble bobble okay or there was like a super bubble that you could charge up and back. it would just create like these massive cascades of water that would like rush around the level and would drain everything down yeah i uh, totally remember this yes yeah, and yes. and the thing that mom always said, the thing she loved so much doing was like, she's like, if you just take the bubble at the smaller version and you fling it like randomly around the level, you'll uncover hidden items. And uh, and they were all items that you'd collect were like little food items, you know, like a watermelon, a mushroom, corn, a pie, mm. like just random stuff. <laughs> corn. <for> points. Corn. <laughs> Gone. And she would always, every level, she would jump on each level of uh, each, you know, platform row and would fling bubbles in either direction and make sure to uncover and get all of the food pieces like that were hidden around or whatever. And for hmm. some reason, that just like scratched the itch. itch. Like she's like, she's <laughs> like, that is so sad. She's going grocery fun. shopping, folks. Yep. Seriously. Uh, get, some, get some cobs of corn. And and it was funny because I remember playing this two player with her and then also just watching her play and playing two player. I remember being like, mom, oh, my God, enough with the fruit. Like, we, like let's just beat the level already. And she's like, well, I got to find all the stuff. So she would uh, she would be like just flinging the bubbles around. Uh, Parasol Stars is wonderful. Yeah, it's it's a really, really great iteration of bubble bobble on the turbo graphics. And See, I that, think was that was more of a you guys game. I I definitely remember having it and i do now now that you say it i do remember her like loving this game but yeah i didn't really play it with her that much i don't think i i even played it much myself i think i was kind of just all set because i loved i loved bubble bobble like the original and i played it a ton yeah and it sort of felt like all the sequels are just more of the same like i didn't need more because oh my god the first game's so repetitive and has so many levels and uh uh, and I didn't like the boys versus the dragons. I'm like, no, give me the, give me the dragons. Like I remember, I do have a vague memory right. that if you do the good ending in the original bubble bobble, you turn them back into boys and that it, it's like been a, they were under a spell or something the whole time or whatever. But I'm like, yeah, but gross. I don't want to just be stupid kids. Like, give me the, <laughs> give me the dragons. They're so much right. cooler. But, cooler, but clearly the game had a lot. <clears throat> a lot it improved over the originals with yeah it was just it was a great a very great fun game. game very cute soundtrack the the music from like the main stages would just get drilled into your head because i mean <laughs> you'd have to play through so many levels before the song would change mm. and you know you'd fight these different uh bosses and stuff i don't remember if it was like every 10 levels or every 20 or how they did it but um the boss fights were awesome because they were really really big and I remember the other thing about this game, uh, Parasol Stars low-key had like a, a kinder trauma thing for me, uh, which you wouldn't <laughs> expect. But if you took too long on any level, oh, the, yeah, that, that alarm whale guy. would happen. Yeah, the, the so the alarm would happen and it would be like, ben -na -na, ben -na -na, and then the music would like double time. And uh, when the music was racing around, like you had a little while before you were in deep shit and it was like, okay, finish the <laughs> level, like finish the level right now. Stop uh, running the corn cobs. Stop what you're doing. Just beat the level. Uh, and then if the time went too much farther, it would 
change from just a faster version of the song to like a, a creepy version that would like keep incrementally going up the scale so it'd be like and it would just keep building and it was like oh my god this is so stressful and uh and this like um so in bubble bobble there was this whale ghost uh but in this game it was a different character i don't remember exactly i think it was like a little grim reaper guy and he would just like come and kill you and be like, that's okay. the end. You're like, you need to die. Uh, and yeah, that used to freak this me out. This is your final destination. <laughs> right. You're taking too long. You need to be done. Uh, yeah. So that that was like a, a real freaky thing. Never wanted to stay in a level too long. And always, I was like, it's like, it's such a cute game. <laughs> but I'm like, don't stay in a level too long. It's not worth it. It's scary. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> it's um, so funny, like how like sidebar it's so funny how like the the stress of kids like video games and movies and stuff would get to you it's so mm-hmm. funny like how effective it all was for you and that that's a that's a kinder trauma trauma <laughs> moment <laughs> that's yeah. insane yeah. so so the other there's one more topographic 16 game that i think of with mom and that is um one of my favorite games for the system and it is one that i was really really good at too and that's new adventure island mm. which is another hudson yeah system. yep and new adventure island was uh you know i mean it's it's a really good game i, I it it's, is. it's one of those ones that like i just really love the rhythm of it and you you run really fast and and uh it, it just felt like more doable than the older adventure island games because like it had worlds with only three levels each and you always felt like you could make progress and it gave you unlimited continues i'm pretty sure and like the graphics were all just so bright and colorful and also really overly cute because like especially if you go go back to that original adventure island like it is uggo that is right. ugly as the colors yeah. are ugly the main character is ugly like everything is just ugly and i don't know new adventure island is awesome i hate the name i hate when anything is named new uh, I'm looking at right, new, new Super Mario Brothers, and there's like how many new Super Mario Brothers are there? Which new do you mean? Which new? Right. One? What's the new? What's the new that we're comparing? So I hate to? that, but um, it's a it's a super great game, and also has I loved the intro. Just watch the intro. It has that epic like angry Master Higgins with, with the fire, and he like raises yep. his fist yep. slowly, Shakes and it's it shaking his fist, and he's so mad when his uh when the lovely Tina gets taken for the seventeenth time. Um, <laughs> girl should come with a handle i mean come on um so okay uh so that is definitely also a game i remember she loved i'm not sure if she could beat it but i feel like she could if not then she would get really far yeah she would played a lot yep that was another great one and um another so moving on to or back to another system but another hudson soft game that she really loved was felix the cat um, oh man yeah for the nes also by Hudson Soft. And this is kind of, I think it's really cool. I've seen this game mentioned more in the last few years as a game that like people have gone back to start respecting. I think that sort of started to happen with Bucky O'Hare as well. And that that's another Makes game sense. that I was, I always thought was one of the best on the system, but it sort of felt like nobody ever gave any credit to. And I think that now people understand Bucky O'Hare is not just a good game. It's it's like one, of, one the of the best, best games. of the system. And yep. Felix might not be one of the best on the system, but I think 
I think it, you'd be hard pressed to say it's not a good game. It, yeah, like, it's it's really good. It's, it's really good for for all of the things that it is. Of like, it's just a yeah. weird random tie-in game. Of so random, cat, like under everyone's radar. But it's like, right. It is. It is great. It is yeah. very fun. It is such a fun game, and honestly, it's a it's such an it's such a good game for kids. It's such an easy game. Like I know we talked about this. We did uh some we did an episode about like the I think it was last season. We did like the Disney video games disney yep. adventure tie-in games i believe that was a nintendo nintendo episode and we had um you know we we have a, a love for these old capcom games that they would license and come out with on the nes and and some of the other systems and and stuff and it's, you're like okay these are like very very kiddish looking and they're based on you know properties that kids love at the time like littler kids and you know it's not like terminator or something like that that you know yeah you liked as a kid but no these are like ducktales or whatever and some of those games were kind of kind of tough you know like some of them are like like darkwing duck is like kind of yeah tough. it's a hard game you know, and it's i've like heard similar people... to mega man but it's pretty hard yeah. and i've heard people describe ducktales as being hard i i don't think it's hard but like uh you know chippendale chippendale 2 is actually pretty hard um yeah. So, you know, Tailspin's like, in my opinion, kind of impossible. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. Not, not play that game. Little Mermaid was the only one that I felt of all those Capcom Disney games that I felt was like for little kids. This is a very forgiving game. And I think yeah. that Felix the Cat is the other one I think of when it's like, there's nothing that's going to trip you up. There's the, the controls are really good, but they're they're easy to use. And it's really just a very forgiving, fun experience just overall. Yep. Um and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like this was a rent. Like we randomly rented this. Nobody was expecting a Felix the Cat game, but you know we all recognize the character. It's been yep. around for like a hundred years. Yeah, it's and just, like you know, you know obviously you know the character. clock. Yep, the clock. the clock. I didn't know any of the lore. He he has a uh, he has characters in this like a villain. He has like a, a helpful like professor type good guy character that helps him mm -hmm. and he has like his back of his bag of tricks that he pulls everything out of and i had never heard of any of that stuff but apparently yeah that's all like felix lore from whatever cartoons over the years but they were not that popular like when i was growing up so i i had never heard of any of it i just was aware of the character but anyway not like a ton more to say about felix the cat other than it is a it is a really fun game and oh my God, mom loved it so much. This is one of those times, like you were saying, like she would just want to rent Tetris, um, Tetrisphere, Tetrisphere over and over. This was a rental that we rented many we times. We did eventually own it. Cause I mean, we, yeah. um, you know, we, we had it and it was definitely one she would just go to and be like, I'm just going to play through Felix the cat, you yep. know, like just whatever. I think eventually we're like, screw it. Let's just buy this because you've yeah. already rented it three, four times or whatever. Um, yeah. because that's what would happen. Like we would go like essentially every Friday, you know, like a lot of kids growing up in the eighties and nineties, you know, you you're going to get your movies or your uh, movies and video games from the rental store for the weekend. And um, yeah, I mean, a lot of times she would just rent one of hers, one for her. Yep. And so a lot of the games we're talking about, that's how she found them. You know, it was just a random rental and then it was like, oh, well, we rented this and we had fun with this, but mom rented Felix the cat and she loved it. And then we tried it and sometimes we would like it, sometimes we wouldn't. 
But... Yeah, Felix the Cat was cool because it had so many different transformations. Like every level, you'd collect all these different Felix heads, and then you'd get to like a certain point in the level where I think if you had enough, it would do a transformation. And there was like, you know, some would just give him like a parasol, and it would help him like do like long floaty jumps. Or there'd be one where he got like a magician's hat and a little cane, and he could do like this big burst of like stars. And uh, there was one that was like a little unicycle car. There was a dolphin. There was a tank. There was an underwater level where you got to ride on a turtle. Like there was a lot of fun, just little riffs that they did yeah. to each level that changed it up. And it just made it so much fun to play. Cause like every level was cool. Cause it felt like getting to use a power up, you know, specific to it. That wasn't in all the other levels. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a great game, really fun. And randomly uh, limited run games like this year is doing a big special re-release of it. And you can get it on like modern consoles and stuff. So, so weird, really cool to see that they're just like out of nowhere, you know, I mean, limited run is basically plumbing the depths of everything they can humanly possibly re-release. But uh, yeah, Felix the cat somehow made it to the top of someone's list, which is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I do remember when you keep getting the transformations, they would stack. So you would get a transformation and then you get the next one. But if you got hit, you would go back one. Mm, right. And you just like build up like a whole <laughs> like arsenal. So every one it's like, you know, you're trying to get to the next level of thing and you're like, is there another one? That's like, right. What's the final level? Right. It would you know, build but... and build and build. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, the Felix the Cat game was big for, for Hudson. You know, there's just a lot of Hudson games, clearly. Uh, the other game that, like, you know, screams mom jumping away from Hudson uh, is is for the Genesis. That's Toki. Yes. Uh, Toki. This is the... Oh, yes. this See, this is the Genesis game that I think of when it comes to mom. This yeah, one. she didn't... I shouldn't play a lot of Genesis, but it was like Toki going ape spit uh, for the for the Genesis. Uh, How did that get passed? <laughs> well, it was the nineties, you know. It's like it'd be so edgy. extreme. It's so extreme. It's it's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. So you're just you know, it's a weird game if you've never played it. Uh, it it had an arcade <laughs> version, but you're just playing as this guy who got turned into a gorilla you know, an ape or a chimpanzee. I don't know. They say, they say it, ape spit, but he, he looks uh, like, he yeah. looks like a brown chimpanzee to me. Yeah. He looks like a brown chimpanzee from the drawing. Maybe um, he's a, maybe he's a bonobo. I don't know. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But his, his whole deal is he just walks pretty slowly. Um, it's a platforming game and you spit like just <laughs> orbs of like Rocks? energy. I don't know. Uh, it, it, it really doesn't, it doesn't really have like a <laughs> the cover. A okay, hold on. Like, like the cover is so crazy. On? It's such an awesome painting. But it's he so is like good. vomiting a beam full of what looks like small rocks and light energy. He is just like right. a, a fire hose. annihilating this like this <laughs> it's so weird. And and what's what's funny too is that this game is not cute. It's like no. it's not like it's a cutesy monkey game. Yeah, no, the graphics are weirdly not cute. So it's like, who is this for? Like, right. even, it's not really an appealing looking game. Right. Like it's, he's kind of just, just so like weird. a weird, like overly, you know, accentuated, very large eyes, large, you know, brow. Yeah. Just 
I don't know. He's yeah. He's he's not really a, a cute <laughs> character at all. But man, for some reason, this was one that like we didn't own it, but it was a rental one that yeah. mom mom would rent and would play yeah. Toki. And it's like it's only so memorable because of how weird of a game it is and how literally no one else talked about this game. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody Toki in conversation to this day. Ever. Like, I've never had a conversation with anybody other than Steve about Toki. And yeah, like for whatever reason, mom was just totally into the, the Genesis version. And like it's it's not bad, you know, it's really not a bad game. It's just weird. You move very slow. You get these different power-ups that change the projectiles to like a three-way shot. You know, you can think of it as like a really slow ape contra. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Like, what what else can you call this? Like, it's kind of like Contra if it was really slow and you were an ape. Um, <laughs> it's just so weird. But this game was, like, totally a mom game. And yep, even totally got, a, mom like, game. A, a high-res remake uh, a few years ago. They they made a Toki remake, um, which, like, who greenlit that? And, <laughs> and that honestly made it even uglier in some insane twist of fate they're like let's go more let's make it uglier um, <laughs> like the drawing lean, style, that's what people want lean into the ugly yeah lean into that ugly like the quality of the drawings and everything is done well and all that but it's like god he's so ugly um i don't know toki man what a weird ass game but yeah mom toki loves this one. going ape spit yeah this yeah. was a <clears throat> this was a game that i definitely felt was like not bad but i just couldn't for the life of me figure out why she liked it so much it's yeah. i think it's the best way to say as the kids say today it's mid it is a perfect mid game right it's not bad it's not great it's fine <laughs> you know yeah and she would rent this over and over and over so i more than felix the cat i think we right. eventually own this one too but must have been way later because man i remember her renting this almost every week for a I while bought it eventually at like a flea market uh just because i thought it would be fun to have it mm. uh but yeah it was it was made by sega like it's a first yeah, it's party sega, sega game so weird who knew who mm. knew so but, uh, I have a, uh, I have essentially one more big one that's uh, for the Super Nintendo. Nice. And then I don't know if you have too many more. Uh, yeah, just know... just one more main one. Just one more big one. Okay, good. So we'll uh, we'll round things off here. This is uh, this is a very deep cut. Okay, I know some people yeah. will know this, deeper but than Toki. I think this is the deepest cut that we're going to mention, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a Super Nintendo game. So I think this is the only Super Nintendo game we're mentioning tonight. Um, this is Zardian, and it's spelled with an X. So cool, right? So sci-fi. Oh, so oh cool. god, it's uh, it's made by uh, a company called Jerudin, and um, they did not make a bunch of stuff that I like care about, but they did make the Alien versus Predator game for the Super Nintendo, which I. Which I remember was made by a random ass company. Well, it was Jarudin or Jarudin. I don't know. So, um, yeah, they made this game called Zardian. I don't think it was based on anything. It feels like it is. There's so much story to this game and so many characters. And it feels like this must be an anime. But I don't actually 
think that it is. I think that they just sort of yeah, made it's, this it's random game. Just random. It's just random. Like some of the mecha designers worked with worked on Gundam, but okay, the story, but yeah, like all the lore of this game, is like it's just its own thing. Like I think they were hoping that it would turn into more. So weird. Yeah, if it had done well or something. So, um, oh my god, the the Japanese box art is gorgeous. It's like very Gundam, very insanely awesome. Check it out. Um, the Super Nintendo one's not as cool, but um, anyway, what a random game. You basically control, you start out the game and you control like three robots and um, really nothing is that amazing about this game. It's It's like the graphics are good. Um, the animation's not super good. The control's not super good. It's kind of floaty. They're they're it's 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 like a mid game. It it's might be mid- even not, it might yeah. not even be a mid game. It might be a little bit below mid. Um, it's it was okay. Like I remember we rented it and we thought it was going to be amazing. It looks really cool. Um, and then it's just like you know eh, I don't know. But then like you know I th- I think we may maybe tried it a couple times and then Mum like you know picks it up and is playing it and. And then, like, I think a couple, you know, weeks or months or whatever go by, and she's like, I want to rent that. I want to rent Zardian again. It's like, what? That random, like, robot game that we tried and it sucked? And she's like, yeah, I liked it. (laughs) Like, okay, whatever. (laughs) So, okay. I have to tell you guys, this is the funniest thing to me because this game turned into such a legendary moment because my mom rented this game so many times that eventually she beat it this is a really hard game and <laughs> and like i remember there's even a stage later on i remember there's like something with a giant rose that you have to figure out something on the fly and do something and it was like something that they were talking about in nintendo power where it's kind of confusing and somehow she figured it all out 100 by herself she was like playing it by herself and we did eventually buy it for her because we definitely owned it. Yep. Um, and I don't know. I re- I wasn't even there. She she only beat it once, but she I remember she called me where I think I was like at college at that point or something, and she was like, "Oh my god, I finally I beat Zardian." And it's and like what? I, it's like what? And I just remember being so incredibly proud that she uh, that she beat Zardian. <laughs> It's like, I'm like, oh my God. Okay. Tetris is one thing. This is a platformer. Right. And we all and a platformer that's not like easy or terribly playable. It's, it's not. It's, it's a hard ass game. And I just remember that like, um, you know, our old, our old buddy boss rush mode, uh, was, you know, also in that group of could not freaking believe that my mom beat Zardian. And like he had tried it so many times and couldn't really get that far. And I couldn't really get that far. And like, it's just, it was the funniest thing. And that was like such like a humble brag. And I would always be like, you know, like my dad's bigger than your dad sort of a thing. Like I'm like, well, my mom, my mom beat Zardian for the Super Nintendo. So whatever, like literally no one else can, can beat that. Can claim that. Yeah. I thought it was so cool, but you literally, uh, yeah. So you start, you start out as the three different robots. And then the craziest thing happens is that like, I think two of them get killed or one of them gets permanently killed. One of them gets killed. Yeah. And it's the Panther one because there's like two humanoid ones and one that's a four legged Panther type robot. I think it's called Panthera, something like that. Yeah. But, um, 
and uh, and then it dies, and then the I think the other two fuse together and become Zardian, Zardian which mm-hmm. is the the guy in the box who's more Gundam colored. He's mainly white with blues and reds and yellows, literally Gundam colors. But um, his face doesn't look like a Gundam. But anyway, then that is I think your only character for the rest of the game. It's like the better character. So what what game does that? That's so weird. You start yeah, it would out like replace it replace the guy who died. I think so. You could still play as each one separately. And are you sure you could be a guardian? I thought, or maybe because I thought I thought that they like condensed it all and and like you could only be Zardian. Honestly, I could be wrong though. I mean, like it really is a very it's it's a very hazy memory as far as gameplay wise. So I guess the character names are Triton, Alcides, and Panthera. And then um, it says Zardian uh, is the final one. It's gained later in the game, and he does replace Panthera after the latter gets destroyed. So yeah, you can um, you can still play as Triton and Alcides, but um, very very like deep cut game. I feel like no one ever talks about this game. It's just weird. It's not even that good. But holy crap, my mom could beat it, and yours your mom couldn't. So that's that's <laughs> what I have to 100%. say. About yeah. Nope. Still never never beat it myself maybe maybe someday but um definitely yeah we gotta we gotta go save and learn we gotta we gotta just cheat our ass through this game that's oh man mom didn't have to we don't know she didn't have to but we're not we're not as cool as her so oh man cool stuff though this is definitely a game that uh it's sold exclusively because the box art was cool (laughs) i mean for sure like there's no way that anybody didn't buy this game because the box art looked awesome (laughs) right like it's just it's so excellent uh especially the japanese version i was trying to find a complete version i mean like the the super nintendo one is just so much more minimal it's like a small picture of the whole robot but it the rest of the background is just black with like lightning it's it's cool but it's like it's right it just it it minimizes the awesomeness of the the mech design yeah you can't uh, see it as well and like the other characters could have definitely been on there there's plenty of room that would yeah. have been really, really cool to to work yeah. them all in. And they um, have some crazy fucking designs. Like Alcides is like a crustacean like wizard mech. Like he right. is such a unique looking character. It's insane. Um, you know, right? It's really like I always, definitely cool character. I always thought he looked like an owl, but he definitely doesn't. I don't know why I thought that, but like, yeah, he looks more like a bug crustacean sort of a thing. And he's got that staff and yeah, look, he looks like a wizard or something. Yeah. Um, it's, it's so unique, but yeah, yeah the to- yeah, total. And Triton uh, just kind of looks like a worse version of Zardian. Right. But the third one, Panthera, he's, yeah, he's like a, he's like a Panther. A quadruped. Shape. Yeah. yeah like little type dog Panther type guy. He looks more like a wolf, I think, but um he's he's awesome too they're all like really cool yeah really cool yep yep definitely uh a bizarre ass game no one talks about no Mm -hmm. one talks about fondly uh and uh and yeah mom was into it big time all right so we got one more so yeah home 8-bit sure yeah the other one uh the, the big finale uh, is the other, you know, not obscure as shit game on this list. Uh, and, you know, that's uh, that's Animal Crossing, uh, specifically Animal Crossing New Horizons. Um, I have a cool story to tell about uh, when I first played Animal Crossing back on the GameCube. Um, this was a game that was being advertised a lot. 
and there was a commercial that I kept seeing all the time. And I know I've mentioned it in the podcast before, but it's just like this very monotone kind of commercial of like, hey, it's Animal Crossing. It's your world. Do whatever you want. (laughs) And like, I don't know. It was so like, give a fuck attitude, but it was funny. (laughs) And um, and so I just one day was like, I don't know. We were at the store and I'm like, mom, do you mind if we rent Animal Crossing? She's like, I don't care. And, you know, because we had been talking about like how weird it looked and stuff. And (laughs) so uh, we rented it. And I played it a lot. But the way that the game works is that it came with its own memory card because it had to use a whole memory card to make your town data. So whoever had rented it before me had already started the memory card and made a town. So I was just a villager in this town. And uh, so we rented it and, you know, I don't know how long you had it for like a week or 10 days or something and played it for the whole time of it, whatever. And then... uh, by the end of it, I was of the rental session. I was like, I can't believe how much I like this. You know, like I really enjoy this. This is super fun. Uh, and mom was totally into it and loved watching it and getting to do like the decorations and just designing different elements and whatever. So it was super fun. And I remember that I was like, I don't really know what the heck, you know, I'm going to do because I have built all of this stuff into this game that's at my rental store and it's on their memory card so like i just felt like i was going to lose all the progress that i had on the town that i was you know investing in and i don't remember if i rented it more than once uh i think i probably did Uh, but what ended up happening is that i think my birthday had come around and uh it was either my birthday or it might have just been on a whim uh you know good good report card kind of thing uh, back in the day that was also another gift giving event occasionally um but mom got me animal crossing she got me animal crossing and i was like no way i'm like that's awesome i'm like but I'm like, and she's like bummer. yes way tim <laughs> yes way and i'm like well that's i'm like this is cool but i'm like it's a bummer because i have to start over and she's like no you don't and i'm like what and uh and so mom was like yeah so what i did was i went to target or walmart or whatever and she's like i bought a new version of animal crossing and then i went to the rental store and went to blockbuster and i was like look here's the deal my son has been playing this one on your rental for a long time i just bought a brand new copy of it can we just trade can we just do an even trade and just get the get the memory card and the animal crossing game and you just take the new one because nobody else is going to care and they're like, yeah, sure, we can do that. So I literally got and still now today have the blockbuster version of Animal Crossing that was, I mean, it's it's not like compromised in any way. It's in like the original case with the book and all this other shit. It just has the memory card with the original town. And uh, yeah, it was like the coolest thing ever that mom did to, to help me get a game. It was super, super appreciated and, and awesome. And so, you know, played Animal Crossing a lot. Uh, mom always was happy to watch, you know, pretty much any game. And then, uh, you know, later on through the years, all these different versions came out and I would always, you know, let her know and, and update her on the new ones that were coming out, but she never played it. And I remember saying, I'm like, you should, you should make a a town, you know, or you should make a a villager or something in, in my game on the GameCube. And she never ended up doing it, but Fast forward, you know, all the way to uh, COVID in 2020 and the insane, you know, pop culture craze that Animal Crossing became, 
because I mean, my God, it was like, you know, Pokemon go when it first came out, it mm-hmm. was like every single person was playing animal crossing new horizon. And, uh, yeah. People who had never heard of it. Yeah. were somehow, you know, they had the marketing worked yep. and all these new players were just popping out of the woodwork. Yep. And it, it got to be so popular. And so, uh, you know, over, you know, the, couple years early COVID and stuff I had it and then uh, you know all these different people that we knew were getting it you know Nintendo got it and uh, Mrs. Parasite got it and then we decided one year and Nintendo is not the type of person that would like this game he he even thought like right there's no way I'm gonna like this I I could care less and he ended up buying it like I don't know eventually he got convinced I don't I don't know what convinced him and he it was, was everyone else having so much fun with it. Yeah, he, he was like, freaking he really obsessed. Was like, yeah, he loved it, and he even said he's like, "I cannot believe how much I love this game. I love this game." Yeah, yeah, it, it really is super fun. It is one of like the purest sources of just like video game dopamine, and also just like relaxing <laughs> as hell. Um, but yeah, so we got. We we pitched in and got mom a switch for Christmas one year with Animal Crossing New Horizons. And it was the special switch version that uh the special version of the console that like looked like Animal Crossing and all that other stuff. Uh and yeah, she played Animal Crossing New Horizons in her like, you know, in the last few years, uh little apartment that she had in the complex that she's been living in. And it was like all decked out and everything. And she was playing Animal Crossing. She'd get up mm-hmm. in the morning. She'd do all the, you know, the daily stuff. She'd build her island out, decorated it all kinds of ways. And I remember showing her my town a ton when I was playing it. And I had made a section of the town like a bamboo forest. And I hid all these little speakers everywhere. So that way it could just play like the whatever song was like this kind of Japanese forest sound. And mom loved that so much. She like recreated a bamboo forest. She's like, I, I had to do one in my town. I love it so much. And uh, and yeah, she just built this whole friggin' thing and got so into Animal Crossing. And I mean, got to the point where it was like, there was like nothing. <clears> there's left nothing to left do. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like just demolished it, you know, day by day over the, you know, year and a half, two years that she had had it mm-hmm. and got the expansion, I think even, and was doing a ton of people's vacation homes and stuff. And yeah just really went to town with it and it was awesome that she got to finally play in animal crossing after you know the initial just the initial effort she went into to help me get to play the game Uh, it was really cool yeah probably like a decade earlier yeah yeah i mean the original one came out in like 2002 so you know almost two decades yeah 20 years yeah my god uh pretty awesome pretty awesome and and it was it was great because you know she got to have island visits with like joe and me and christine and just like it it was just like a really fun thing to be able to compare notes on like this game that mom was playing you know in her 70s uh right it's just cool but yeah i was i was never a player i've never played it at all still and you know i remember like there was this one day that i went over and i mean she was she'd been playing it for a while and she was so beyond excited to show me all the things you know it's like i think i was there for two hours and she didn't stop talking once and this is only like 
a couple years ago. Right. You know, this is like 2021 or 2022 or something. And um, she was so incredibly excited to show me everything. She's like, oh, and then we got to go to the museum and I'll show you what fossils I have. And then there's the aquarium part and I want to show you the fish and uh, here are the bugs. And like, I mean, we yeah, probably spent like an hour everything. just like literally just in the museum. I think we probably spent an hour. And, right. um, and she would like, like every, every little bit of the museum had to be like presented like every little thing. She's like, okay. And this, this next thing, Oh wait, I'll, I'm not going to walk too far up the screen yet. Wait till, okay. Here. Yeah. Okay. So, well so this next thing, this took me <laughs> so long to find and blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, reveals it. And she's like, it's a triceratops. Ah! Like whatever. And, yeah. um, so, I mean, it was just awesome. You know, she was, cause this was, you know, this was after she had a big surgery in 2019. It was a big, like life changing surgery. And she had to, um, retire because of it. Yep. So, um, between that and, you know, we moved her out of our childhood home and sold the house and, uh, she ended up, yeah, like you said, she, she got this little apartment and it's right, um, right up the street from, me and it's only a little tiny bit farther from from eight yeah, bit and from myself. Uh, so you know it was like the start of this 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 chapter, this new chapter for her. And um, Animal Crossing was a part of it. Like it totally was. It became you know like such like you said such a part of her daily routine. Like this was like her job. And you know I have to say, as silly as it sounds to say like you know it's just a video game. It's like yeah, but. This is something that is she's using her her creativity. She's using her brain. She's figuring stuff out. She's like really like painting with like all her palette is like houses and villages and like decorating right. everything. Like there's so many things you can do to be creative in that in that series. And it really was something that I think she didn't really she didn't have an outlet for any of that stuff. Like she was not a painter. She was not somebody who made stuff anymore. She, she made lots of stuff when we were growing up. Um, she had a lot of like sewing projects and different things, but I don't know, those sort of fell by the wayside. Yeah. And she, she, she could play piano, but I mean, I think at this stage in life, she really just wasn't able to really make anything. And this was like, it scratched a lot of different itches, even though it's, you know, it's just bleeps and bloops and, you know, information on a, on a video game screen, nothing's real, but like it, it was though. So, so real to her and so fun to do. And, and my God, the pride and, uh, you know, we had like the experience that I had when I went over, um, there was also a day that Nintendo went over. Cause you know, you know, I mean, I mean, Joe's been like my best buddy since like, you know, we were nine and 10 years old. So, um, you know, he's, he's always been very close to uh, our mom and, and everything too. Our families are all very close and stuff, but yeah, I mean, so like there was a, there's this great day where, um, where he went over and it was the same thing. He brought his switch and they sort of both compared notes. And I just sort of like, I went for a little bit and then I just wanted to leave them bees. You know, it's like they, they can hang, you know, they can totally hang. They, they, they have right. their thing. And so I have this great picture I got to take of Nintendo and uh, that I have of the two of them. And it's just this awesome, awesome picture. And he's got a switch and she's got her controller, her little Animal Crossing switch controller that she was playing her switch on the TV. And uh, the two of them hung out like all afternoon and just played Animal Crossing and literally just showed each other their islands. And it's just the most wholesome 
bullshit you've ever heard in your entire life and it, it really happened so <laughs> all to say yeah this is this is the level of uh a dork that we all are but um you know it is what it is and you yeah. know i mean i i love it i love it so much that she she took to this and and uh literally had fun for probably a year and a half like seriously and she did have a, a garden in the back of her actual little apartment, which was really yep. awesome. Yeah, she was. So she, she always... did get to she did get to work on that and stuff. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I think that's really that paints a, a picture of uh, the crazy lady our mom was and how she yeah, was that's, this that's kind like of the... a weird just gamer, just occasional gamer. Yep. <laughs> yep. Scattershot just collage of like yeah. you know random things that caught her interest over the years in terms yeah. of video games and you know not one type of thing either you know pretty, <laughs> True. pretty wide gamut being run there <laughs> right. but hey crazy that's it that's it you yeah, know we're complex that's... people and yeah, uh like yeah mom, mom liked all kinds of shit but yeah it was uh definitely fun to get to just go through memory lane and talk about you know the games that definitely meant a ton to her and i'm like i'm like so itching to play some like paris all stars or something like i don't know it's just it'd just be really fun yeah, um, yeah i know not that's like the, the hardest easiest games that's... not the easiest games to play it's like <laughs> i know shit. the turbografx 16 ones are harder to play for sure yeah um yeah. but i did go through toki going ape spit um i think i think in 2022 I yeah, did okay. boot it up and I did cheat my ass all the way through it um, just so I could get through it. Just so I could just see the end. I'm like, I don't know. I've never like, she, I don't know if she could beat it or not. I don't think she could, but she could definitely get way further than us. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I barely remembered anything that I saw during that playthrough. I think that was really a game she would rent and play by herself. Mm -hmm. like, okay. You play Toki. <laughs> We're good. We don't, right. need to, <laughs> we don't need to watch. It's okay. Yeah exactly but, yep yeah but anyway like you know obviously this is you know this episode's tinged with sadness and stuff and you know we're not looking to bring anybody down just you know life is life is weird and life uh, takes weird unexpected turns and you just never know what's going on and what's going to happen and and stuff so i mean you know we're we're kind of all kind of dealing with it in our own way and we're you know we're going to be okay we're going to keep putting out episodes and uh all we can do is you know love the people we love as much as we can while they're here and uh you know and keep on going when they're when they're gone that's just it's all we can yeah, do remember um, the stuff that makes them them yeah whenever whenever you think of a person whenever you think of a life you know there's a lot of things that add add up to that whole and uh as silly as video games are, it was it was one part of her. It was definitely one part of of our mom and she uh she also was like a big huge movie fan and she was a big music fan and and uh just mega mega into that those all that stuff but we just thought like wow what what an eclectic crazy collection of video games she loved and this would be the perfect thing to talk about so totally. hopefully it was uh it was it was enjoyable to to you guys listening out there as well certainly not trying to bum anyone out um 8-bit do you have anything to say before i do the outro thing Ah, I mean, it's just been fun to get to do this. Yeah, you know, I mean, ultimately, people are are survived by all the things that made them, you know, who they were, and and the kind of unique things that 
just kind of strike your memory and whatever and getting to talk about all these video games and stuff like that just you know brings up lots of fun good memories and all sorts of you know great times and weird just quirky isms of uh of mom and everything so Mm -hmm. you know for the listening audience out there you thanks for uh thanks for taking this walk with us definitely appreciate it if you stuck around and listened uh and you know it's just been helpful for us and fun to do and you know fun is good uh fun is good for a time like now so definitely happy to do it and happy to have you guys listening and uh mm-hmm. yeah you know maybe uh maybe go go track down one or two of these games and and give it a shot you know for uh for old mom's sake it'll uh it'll definitely get you an exposure to at least two or three <laughs> games that you've never played in your entire damn life uh so you know that's that's worth the price of admission alone uh but yeah you know thanks a well lot said. and uh yeah this has been this has been great this has been well said. good good time well said uh well i think i'll just forego all the all the normal crap and i'll just say that i've been your host (laughs) no that's i've been your host my name is parasite steve with me here is my my brother from my my actual mother mr 8-bit and uh you know it is a sad thing when your adventures end but you know it's the people around you that keep them going forever and ever and that's what it's all about so good night everybody and thanks for listening